Joo. Okei. Okay. Mm, okay. Nyt se nauttaa. Now ah, okay. Recording. So we have to say again about this, uh, we already started about this um, colors in the movies. That ah, yeah. uh, I connect the movies with the green color. Mm. Green, green color. And you, and then what was strange was that in uh, Italian movies, they seem to be yellow. Because every time I draw a picture on Italian movie, it becomes a yellow picture and I can't help it. It just comes. So you mm. said something fantastic. You said that there is a genre of movies in Italy called giallo. Yeah. Yellow. Yeah, it's true. And it's like... So what, what genre is that? I think it's like uh, thriller movies. Uh, <laughs> it's like Italian suspense thriller, but like I think they were it's quite old and they were like low cost or something. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Like good, bad, and ugly. Uh, yeah. No. Well, no, 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 no. That that was the spaghetti western. Yeah. From but Italia. it's low, low budget. It's. Basically. I think okay. it was like these Italian thriller movies. I think like maybe, um, like with gangsters, uh. or something. I think. Uh, yeah. Or no, no, no. It was like a. It. I think. I think it was um, horror. Horror, yeah, stuff like that. Like Strange. I think, I think yeah. it was uh, Dario Argento. Oh. Was did those um, cello movies, mm. and yeah, it kind of became famous of those. Mm. It's like its own kind of uh, Italian style horror I, thriller mystery. Thing. I think that Italian films are in general yellow, in maybe this uh, Daniel Argento just understood it so it's like uh, the um il giatto pardo this tigrekissa mm. it's it's something else completely than a horror film it's a historical um, wonderful epic epical thing <laughs> so uh, uh, visconti but it came yellow when i draw it and then this uh, La Grande Bellezza, it became yellow too. Mm. Yeah. When I when I draw it, all the Italians, and I don't mean it. It just comes. So yeah, that's weird. It, yeah, but in general they are green, and that is strange. Mm. But maybe not when you think about it. I don't know, uh, because Kim Kiduk started it. Mm. With the green uh, dresses on women in his films. But mm. uh, um, I think he understood something that we, he's so incredibly intelligent director, <laughs> this Kim Kiduk. He's incredibly intelligent. So he has understood some profound thing that they are green. Yeah. Well, so they are green. Oh, now my cat got whoop, jump up. <laughs> afraid of your comment. So, so you feel, so you feel like, like mostly movies are green, like. Um, Their color is green. That's a very interesting point. You mean like that in in general in movies you always notice the color green, and that it's like prominent no, always no, in them. No, it's the atmosphere. It's not have to be in the film. 
but it's uh-huh. in the atmosphere. But on the other hand, like inherent vice, you remember we talked about it, the general color in the film was blue and green. Yeah. Okay, so our subject today is not the color in the movies, even mm-hmm. if it's always the subject. <laughs> but we are going to talk about Nightcrawler. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the Nightcrawler. Oh, we both, both, you recommended it to me. I would have not noticed it, maybe. Mm-hmm. But you said it's a good movie and I should see it. And then I took into my task to see it. And I look at it. I, I look at it and then immediately when it was finished, I watched it again. Ah, oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> twice. Yeah. And it was wonderful. It was just, that film is very green. The color of the atmosphere is is night and uh, kind of a dark green. Not yeah. dark green, but uh, kind of a gray green. Yeah. And uh, you will see the picture afterwards I draw from it. So, anyway, I wouldn't have looked at it if you hadn't recommended it. And the other point was that there was a Jake Gyllendal was the actor. I say Gyllendal because it's like a Swedish name where you pronounce G as G. <laughs> Gyllendal, it's like golden, uh, Gyllenhaal, golden year something. It's very Swedish sounding, Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Gyllen is golden in maybe, Swedish. Maybe he has some relatives in Sweden. So, surely he must have. <laughs> so. He's a marvelous actor. He's, yeah, he's amazing. He should have gotten Oscar, but yeah. the Oscar people are just rubbish. Yeah, wasn't it amazing? It was like it captures you from the first minute, and you cannot look away from him. He's mm-hmm. so present, and he's so um, you know, it's like uh, kind of frightening, you know, to he just has a hungry him. look, mm-hmm. and he. I remember reading about it before they started to film it that he was uh, that Jake Ullendahl has made himself uh, thin. You know what you call it when you make yourself thin? You don't eat. You, you become lose weight. Yeah, you lose weight. So he lost a lot Starves of weight. And... Yeah, and, yeah, and and he, and he became like a coyote. And he and they and I read that he used to like he uh, stayed awake nights. Just to kind of uh, make his eyes, you know, kind of, uh, you know, dig into his skull. And yeah, kind they of are. create this very, like, skullish figure yeah. for himself. So he really, like, yeah. modified himself, transformed yeah. by just, you know, extreme lifestyle kind of way. So, it's kind of a method actor style. Yeah. To, yeah, to as, as good as Philip Seymour Hoffman or Meryl Streep or anybody like that, as good. Mm. And Matthew McConaughey has, has gone into that uh, group lately. Yeah. With, with all this. So we later talk about Mud and uh, his yeah. films. But Dan Gilroy was the director of Nightcrawler. Yeah, and do you know if he made any other movies? Because I don't... No, I don't think he made, so I I read about him a lot, but, and he's a funny guy, very freely, He I re- heard his interview even afterwards, mm-hmm. and he don't mind at all talking, like Woody Allen or somebody, <laughs> so it, he even wrote the script himself. Ah, really? 
Yeah, he it's, didn't take it from anywhere. It's, ah, it's an original script. Yeah, and mm. he it was even uh, given a prize, I think. Yeah, oh, no, it was, it was, no, it was o o Oscar. Yeah, it was Oscar nominated. Yeah. That was the only Oscar nomination for Nightcrawler, which is yeah. was a pity. But, but the story get, was really good. He didn't get the Oscar, I think. Mm. No. In ah, yeah, script. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think he didn't. But it is a wonderful script. You can see it when you see the film. Mm -hmm. You can see it, it what a wonderful script it has. So yeah. this Jake Illendal got out of it 100% everything. And he made the film. I'm sure he made the film because Dan Gilroy, he made over the Dan Gilroy. He, he made it himself. Mm -hmm. Like... He invented this losing the weight and being like a coyote and hungry and everything. And he became this person. Mm. Yeah. So all the honor for him, really. He should have got an Oscar. Yeah. Uh, what did and like? What did you like the the main character, the anti-hero uh, aspect of the movie? I think that he was in a dilemma. Um, I understand that he must have been from a very, it's 100% sure that he's from a poor areas with a lot, little money from the family. The family didn't help him in any way of education or anything, so he didn't have any skills. Mm. You can see from the character that he don't have any skills. He's learning that he's very intelligent. Mm. He could have been a president of the United States in another situation if he was born to Kennedy family. Uh, but he was but, not born to Kennedy family, he was born to this family. But what do you mean by skills? Like that he didn't have like profession or no. education? Uh, or, because no, he, he had a lot of skills. He was highly my, intelligent. I mean skills with that, that he don't know where to go to study, what you're supposed to do, what they are about. Like social skills. Not even in, the, no, I mean in the society mm. you have to know that's what happens to a lot of poor people most of the people that they don't know which way to go even if they have intelligence and you have to like your mostly you go to the profession with where your parents are mm. if you're academic you go to academic so his family was for sure not academic mm. because he had the intelligence to go to academic but he didn't know where to go and how Mm. And so he was probably like I. I thought about the film um, about this boy in this terrible background back country of U United States. I saw a film by Nicolas Cage and Ty Sheridan. Was it like uh, Joe or something? Joe. It was called Joe. So he's born something like that. That you have, you have the looks. You have intelligence, you have uh, health, you have all kinds of possibilities, but you don't have, the, that's what I mean, skills. Mm -hmm. That you don't have, your parents don't give you the keys to where to apply to school and schooling and uh, social behavior. You don't know how to wear the, you hold a spoon and fork in your hand, this joke. Mm -hmm. Didn't have any of his father was a drunk who killed people for five dollars to get mm. drink and hit the boy. She's, so 
I became... Uh, they don't explain in this Nightcrawler any of the background, but it's clear. Mm. And the skills he has is saving him. And that is wonderful, This the, the skills you talk about. He has skills of learning quickly. Yeah. And, and, he, and he acquires so the... Uh, like when when he sets like his his goal and his target to achieve something he he goes like like um clearly he's like stuck in the beginning into this in with um uh like very kind of uh low cold uh achievement with stealing he's just criminal he's criminal yeah he's yeah, yeah but I, I mean he's stealing like this little uh, metal, metal stuff but it's not he, he could if he would have like um you know high intelligence to to that he can do what whatever he he puts his mind into he will just become like uh mastermind of it but uh, apparently that metal thing is not working out he's not like a super gangster or something that yeah. he's but he like hit, he but, was hitting this person to get the watch yeah know? yeah yeah but that's I'm I'm getting there and yeah yeah okay like what I mean is that like after he went into the newsroom or news the video the um, news video uh, uh, universe the whole world how the how it mm. works he there's like something snaps and he says it at one point is that he found out that he found a thing that um, that um, he what did he say like exactly that he was talking about uh, making a business plan for yourself and that yeah. you put some things that you are good at and then mm -hmm. what you love to do and then you try to uh, connect the things you love to do with the things that you are good at and it's kind of it's kind of a self-discovery for him that he finds out that this particular thing for some reason it fits perfectly for him like Every, the whole his whole character fits perfectly into that that news world and that that videotaping those accidents, and he's like mm. he's 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 kind of uh, euphoric about it, you know. He's he's he he loves the news. He like we already mm. see it in the before in his apartment that the TV is on every all the time. He's, he's learning watching. it. Yeah, all, yeah, but before, the, before, before, yeah, before, before he goes into the news thing. I, I think like I think it was yeah after he started to see the video but it feels like the the TV is like a center thing in his world and it's always on and he's always looking at the news yeah in front of the so, window yeah so it's kind yeah. of he's kind of when he me. gets into the news it's kind of it's kind of somewhere that where he wants to be you know like he's he, he doesn't lie I think at at any point no. he's always very yeah. sincere so when yeah. he talks about his dreams and his emotions he really he really loves the news and he really and the, thinks that and it's, it's a place for him it's not a normal way of talking people don't expect it they mm -hmm. expect you not to talk re uh, truth all the time so and he says the truth all the time mostly yeah. then in the later in the police he lies but he has to protect his because he's intelligent but Mm. But they don't believe him. They can't imagine that somebody talks truth. Yeah. Yeah, that's why he has no connection with people. He don't know how to be social. 
Yeah. And but, and it's true that he hates people. He don't like that. He don't like people. He doesn't like. Do people. you think that he has a certain um, like a personality disorder or or something no. like that? Like it's a little bit hazy when we start to kind of label these kind of things and like what is. Yeah, it's I don't hazy, yeah. even understand what what is considered personal disorder. But do you think that there's something in him that makes him more? of a sociopath than usually like other people yes yes i think i was just i suspect that he has a neurological disorder in the mind it's not a sickness or a psychopath or something but i i suspect that he's asperger mm. because th- those mm. people are not social they connect with one thing which they drive into perfectly and they never tire of it and they're very intelligent and so on I, I suspect that he's Asperger mm. and people because other people's uh, relation to him when they hear him is like they don't understand anything <laughs> what, but, and yeah. for him it's all clear because yeah. he's truthful this is the way it is why don't you hear me they don't hear you yeah, but and there's something kind That's of. That's very Asperger. Yeah, but and then there is like like um, there is this uh, kind of ruthlessness in him that he kind of achieves what he wants no matter what, and he doesn't care if he hurts somebody else to do that. Like, well, <laughs> as clearly as we see that how he manipulates everything, and he he yeah he he, he does quite horrible things. And mm. but but like for example in the beginning that he knocks the guy off and steals his watch. That it's kind was of, a it's, way it's of very uh, ruthless. Surviving. Yeah, but it's but it wasn't for him to to. But it's very clear that he never sold that watch to, at any point. It's not for money. It's not for survival. He he wears the watch in the beginning and in the end he has the same watch in his yeah. hand. Yeah. He, he never takes it off. So it was for his his own pleasure. But, but I think that that's because of his uh, childhood and his education, his non-education. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he had to survive somehow and he used it. He didn't know any other way. Mm-hmm. So he did that. And that somebody else who would have been less intelligent or different person would have done, done something with the watch. Do you, do you think he's an anti-hero? No, I think he's a wonderful survivor. Mm. I, I really, and it's clear that you love this person when you look at his him in the film. It's he you you can identify yourself with this wonderful person who can survive, even if he it's he don't take part in the media disaster. Uh, what is disaster? The filth of media. He don't take part in it. He just uses it for himself as technical thing. And he he knows that it's horrible. Mm. I I feel that he feels that it's horrible. Mm. He feels it. He knows it's horrible and he don't he don't want that. Mm. But it's his way of uh, doing a profession for himself and surviving. So he he can't change that. He knows he can't change the society and the filth, so he's using it. And, what... and that's because of the terrible childhood he has. I, I really am sorry for him. 
and but what do you think about the 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 all the all the quite bad things that he does that he he creates he doesn't you know yeah. like he, he manipulates everything and what do you think yeah. about the ethics and the moral question of the movie because it is yeah. i think it is a movie about moral so. yes this is a film about moral mm. yeah i i really and it's my favorite subject is the moral in the films and what do you think about the moral so, in this one yeah so it's it's amazing that he's uh, taking the don't help the injured people and he's just staging a best picture and so on but even more than that more than that yes even more than that and what he does to the woman this, uh, this mm. wife of uh, Dan Gilroy is Rene Russo which yeah like he really doesn't care one, about her emotions. no he don't care about anybody because he don't mm. like people but that's his experience when he was two years old nobody like him mm. so he learned that and it's our fault. It's not his fault. It's our fault. It's society's fault. So I don't, I don't really lose any of my sympathy for him in any in any of those horrible things he does. Mm-hmm. And when it was this t- attack in the house in the night where the people killed the people in that house with yeah. the horrible, and when they later did found out that they had drugs, they had. They had, did, uh, they did it on themselves mm. by dealing with drugs. So they yeah, are we found stu- out, yeah. stupid people. They are stupid <laughs> people. So why should we? You know, okay, I'm really cruel person when I say I don't care about the stupid people. Nobody <laughs> should be killed, of course. But he goes on his his. It was really exciting, you know, when he goes into the and you don't know what happens to him. Does he get before the police? Does he get before the police? <laughs> and he's picturing all this horror and don't get like normal, like uh, what we call normal people, which I don't agree, in fact. So <laughs> normal people would have gone, oh, my God, what happened here? And all start to cry and help and whoa. And then go to, to, go to therapist afterwards even. And <laughs> I had to good experience. But no, this man is going his way. He's surviving. Mm. I like that he's surviving. I really like it because I felt that for Joe in the film, Joe. Mm. I want this boy to survive, in, in spite of a horrible drunk and murderer father, because he got help from Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got help from Nicolas Cage, luckily, but poor boy. And and I don't, okay, I got excited. <laughs> I don't doubt for a second that there are hundreds of thousands of children who are like that. Mm. They have to survive in spite of everything. And Nightcrawler, this uh, Nightcrawler, he has a name also, you know? Louis Bloom. Louis Bloom. And yeah, and you said something very interesting about the Bloom. Is that yeah, but this... okay, but first, first I have to say to the end this, that hundreds oh. of thousands of children are that way. And Louis Bloom is, has found a way to survive. I like it. I like it that these this stupid parents who don't give a chance to their children, 
is is uh, won by Nightcrawler. He's he's done a life for himself. It's yeah. his way to survive. It's kind of like I, it's. I can say this to the whole world now here, and I don't mind because I I really like this person. Yeah, um, it kind of um, like uh, how you how you explain it. It it kind of starts to make more of sense in the image of the night crawler and the look of the hunting coyote. Hungry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, hungry coyote kind of feel is like kind of puts you into into the into the idea of a coyote in the, in a desert or in the, yeah uh, in in the in the wild where this this animal is hungry and he has to do anything in order to survive and the mm. wild and the nature can be quite ruthless in in the moral aspect or in the yes like how how people are trying to even the even the news woman uh tries to save her job by pushing this kind of unethical uh, yeah videos mm. into the news just to kind of keep her career going and because, other, ma- because, because without that she will not have anything and, and this Louis Bloom this nightcrawler has not he's not double-faced person that's what I like in him he's not yeah. double-faced he don't pretend that okay we are doing good or some kind of lies we are not doing good we are doing maybe our job and that's it mm. because we survive and yeah. Rene Russo is, is her face when she sees that, her yeah. eyes. He sees wonderful actress. I forgot that this actress. Yeah. <laughs> is oh, how can somebody be like that? Yeah. And she herself is a double faced there. Yeah, she is a yeah. double face. Yeah. yeah. Everybody else is under help of his, which we haven't talked about yet. But you know, if mm. you have, if this uh, Louis Bloom. Mm-hmm. Had gone into that house where the uh, those drug dealers' house where they were killed, brutally murdered, and started to act. Oh my God! Oh my God! And scream and faint and whatever. Mm. He wouldn't have survived. Yeah. But he did survive. He was different. Yeah. That's why it's it's good. I don't uh, want yeah. you to start to wallow and scream and hoo hoo. Be, be double faced. That's double faced. Yeah, I think like that in the movie. That, that that's the one of the most interesting things about the movie is the point of view in the movie. The perspective is that it's a uh, what what I've been talking about. The music is that the music yeah. cues into the mindset of the main character. You know, like whenever yeah. we, we like. It's it's not a thrilling music uh, to put us into the view of the audience to kind of cue us into reacting how horrible it is or how unethical and about our moral views. But yeah. it's a cue about Louis Plume's own uh, uh, emotional states. For example, when when he's he sees the opportunity to kind of advance in his uh, career and his like uh, moments yeah uh, like for example when he he goes into this this uh, accident scene and then he kind of he's first there before anybody else before the police or anything and then he kind of starts to understand that he can do whatever he wants with the scene with the accident yeah to stage it 
more or less, we start to hear this kind of up-tempo music, a kind of motivating music. It's ah. kind of as if this is like a, a good thing that is happening, that we are kind yes, of, you know. <laughs> so the music cues into the, it's, in, it's tuned into the psychology of the Louis Plume. And that's, ah. that's, I think, is that's why it works. Like many people have said that the music is really bad, that it's, it feels off and it's, it's weird that, you know, this kind of up-tempo music in that spot, that it's, we should have more thrilling music for that. But it, the point is that we should, we should, the, po- whole, yeah, the whole... Yeah, it was realistic and true. Yeah, the, the, like the was... point is that the whole movie wants to, it, it wants to put you into the mind of the Louis yeah. Bloom and kind of That's see everything. So, so what the movie has done is that they, they created uh, this kind of career movie, you know, like where one, one person starts from low and then advances into the top with his own skills and means and abilities and intelligence and overcomes like sport movies or this kind of, you know, basic. Um, But it's different because now we are witnessing uh, a moral question of that we are are following a career that is not ethical and it's not moral necessarily. And we despise this kind of behavior and this kind of character and this kind of situation, like you said, like by the so-called normal people um, but we are forced into feel really like mm. feel, feel the same yes. same yeah. motivation and same enthusiasm and same uh, like emotion as Louis Bloom and 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 kind of yeah. mm. and kind of see it for a second in a, in a way that it's not unethical and unmoral like you say like you are really mm. enjoying thrilling like if he gets before the police and you you see it from his point of view, and that yeah. and that and that's the moral uh, theme of the movies to kind of put back to audience to kind of you know how the audience feels about that yeah. and kind of and it's kind of important movie I think in that sense for people who despise this kind of character you know because oh, wow. what you say that um, like I, I like in a way what you say that he's not double face and and yeah, why sure. and we should also look at the society also of you know that these kind of people are trying to survive in a society of that is ruthless also and mm. like so so uh, in fact this was a good point to point i didn't think about it before that the music was for him yeah yeah, it was and his the, music. And it explains the whole movie. The whole movie is him. The whole movie yeah. is... And it's, it's like... It's... Yeah, it's... It's like this... Yeah, when I'm, when I'm looking at the movie, I'm thinking that these are unmoral things and situations. And the the news world is, is even satiri- satirical. Like, it's absurd how, how they do it. It's it's like laughable. I'm when when yeah. when they yeah. showed the the murder house uh, yeah. with the victims in the news, I was just laughing because it's so funny. It's I cannot yeah. understand how like how they did it, and it's it's very satiri- satirical. Yeah. To like kind of, um, and I think like what I was talking about. Um, now I lost my thoughts. Ah, okay. Uh, so. No. Anyway, we we can say now maybe this uh, Louis Bloom. Then it comes back to you. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah. So this Louis Bloom, 
it came to me that maybe this Louis Bloom is from James Joyce's Odysseus of uh, Leopold Bloom. Maybe it has something to do with that. Yeah, they have the same. It's L Bloom, no L Bloom, and it's it's a one of the most famous books in the world is Ulysses. Mm. Ulysses, it's Odysseus, yeah. and the story of uh, of the Greek uh, man who they ma- makes what is harharetket? Harharetket. Yeah, it's uh, Odysseus. It's like side quests or. No. He goes for t- dozens of years. He goes years and years and years on some trip somewhere and mm. uh, adventures, and uh, the comes. He gets he gets and, lost in the way all the time. Yeah, he, he gets lost in he, the way. He's trying so to get home, but he he's sidetracked. Yeah. Sidetracked. So by I different... think that this film is uh, coming from first of all from Greece, Odysseus, the story of. Uh, of the Odysseus, and then to Irish pubs. In one day, it happens this uh, James Joyce's Ulysses with the, all the pubs and everything, and it goes from uh, place to place in one day. It's also a story of going, and then to California. It's Los Angeles. It happens in Los Angeles. This uh, wow. film. So. So Nightcrawler makes the same, uh, you know, I, I think he comes from Odysseus and mm-hmm. through James Joyce and Leopold Bloom is Louis Bloom. And in, in Ireland, they call it, they even have a festival every year on that day called <laughs> yeah. uh, Bloom's Day. Because, and Bloom's Day, of course, is Doomsday. <laughs> It's the Doom Day, and not, what else does Nightcrawler have but Doom Day? Isn't, isn't it clear, no? So, so it is a moral film. What is moral in these uh, kind of adventures which you go around? So he's continuing the Greek, tra- um, not tragedy, but uh, the myths of Greece, Greek mm. stories. So anyway, the helper, this helper which uh, this Louis Bloom has, this Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. they said this uh, J- um, Dan Gilroy said that they were looking for he and his brother. Mm-hmm. His brother was doing the film with him. Yeah. They did it together like Kearns or Corn Brothers and all this that they do together. So these ones also. So they were looking for this uh, man, the helper, a long time who will act, and. Finally, they found this English actor who is mm. some kind of Arabic because his name is, uh, what was his name? Uh, I don't now remember his name. Oh, crazy. I remembered all this before. So, uh, okay. So, Do you know where he was originally, like where his family is from? England. Uh, so, but like, no, what Arabic? Parents, some Arab, he has an Arab name, all, all that I know, but he's a wonderful actor and we will mm. hear, Dan Gilroy said that he, they were lucky to find him on the point where he was not yet famous. Because yeah. he will be, this actor, is, this, actor, this uh, helper is a wonderful actor, like all the people in this film. Yeah, he was amazing. What? He amazing. Was another, it was, I think, another Oscar nomination for him. Yeah. 
really it was amazing and, yeah they just passed him by they were noticed he he in fact talks very well you know complete english mm. Brit- british english mm. and in that film not mm. he was yeah, I, I, I i would have never imagined that he's an english yeah. actor from somewhere i think so, it, i think it really felt like they just picked him from the street or something ah now i <laughs> now i found his name his name is riz ahmed oh very nice riz, riz ahmed and he's talking classic uh, british english mm. but um so he <laughs> said <cannot> to, <laughs> this helper was sitting in the car when they were going and he he's really kind of a dumb because <laughs> Dumb in a, in a, in the eyes of Nightcrawler himself, mm. and he can't understand because he's double-faced. He's one of those nice, guilty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People. I was thinking and the same that it was really, really kind of double-faced how he he um, he's lured by kind of like by by the by the money. Or by yeah, that to be in the business also, and then mm-hmm. he knows that it's going to get a little bit weird. But then when when it's, it goes into the point of like going too much weird, or you know when it's you know he should have you know thought that it's seen you know like that it will come and just say no, I will not do and go out of the car. But mm-hmm. he for some because of his own decision, he just stays in and and. And Louis Bloom says himself that you made a mistake. Like yeah. it's you. You are the one. Who, like he. He's just because he talks the truth. Yeah, right? and and he he, he gave the him the <laughs> he gave him the race and the money and everything, mm-hmm. and then he betrayed Bloom. Yeah. So but it's you like... know that I think that then this um, helper was put into the film into this part. In fact, in uh, order to show the difference between these two men, to mm. to show difference between Nightcrawler and the normal person, kind of a normal person. So, yeah. you, you we can see really that then in that relation that what Nightcrawler is that he has no empathy for people. He don't like people yeah. at all in any way. And this helper he had. And it showed even more for us that oh how terribly not feeling this nightcrawler is mm-hmm. like if if we think in normal brains. But what mm-hmm. else he could do? I still am on his side. So <laughs> I, I was really flabbergasted when the helper said that Bloom doesn't understand people. He said in the car that you yeah. don't understand people and. And it's just opposite. The right crawler look at him and oh, he he understands people. That's his point. Yeah, and then he says back that that what if he doesn't understand people, but what if it's that he doesn't like them at all? Yeah, he doesn't like them, but he understands everybody. And what's most important, I think, is that he understands himself. Uh-huh. I think this Louis Bloom has a complete understanding of his himself. That's mm. very rare to see clearly yourself and understand what your abilities are, what your skills are, what you can do. Mm. Yeah, he's an extraordinary person. Mm. I think it's very interesting what you say. Kind of, yeah. It kind of starts to feel like connected to 
like what some talks that we have had about Marquis de Sade or with these kind of people or characters who who can kind of open up certain uh, truth or to say something about about something that is real inside us mm. about things but that mm. we don't want to see them as that it's uh, those people are very important in society mm. yeah yeah he's one of them and uh, i don't make him a star or something and don't we don't talk about them person. being we don't talk about them being the good example or no. the good people and and they they are kind of yeah or or that they are bad people we're just talking about like people who talk about things and they open up taboos and they you yeah. know they bring you like i i i really yeah that that's why i think it's really important of how the audience who reacts to nightcrawler as being anti-hero or despising it and they don't like it like i i read that many people don't like the movie because they don't like how it it is empathized the, the hero. because they are faced to the truth themselves and can't face it yeah so he he has just got bad cards in birth, mm. Nightcrawler, and he clears it up into his own advantage and doesn't die. He gets along, so do you but, th- so but you th- the helper dies because of this. His... Yeah, do you think that he would, um, he would have not had to, he would, he would have never used violence or manipulation or this kind of ruthlessness if he would have had good cards loving parents yeah if yeah i think so but very early that he, it's not because his personality those... that does it it's his his uh, his social condition his, yeah i think it's his experience mm-hmm. in life not by this it's a complex thing because of the way his brains are and everything whatever it is but I suspect that if he had got very early on, one year, two years, until four years or something, five years, he would have had loving parents and good cards. And I think what he, you... He could have got empathy. I think what you said also other time about it in, in, in your writing is that uh, that I really struck me about the movie was in the beginning when he steals the metal and then he brings it to the man and he really puts him forward to, to, which is very in- sincere way of yeah. asking for work. Yeah. You know, he just wants Complete to have work, and, and you are kind of empathizing with that, that from I'm the beginning. This and this and this, yeah. Yeah, and I, he's trying yeah. to make the best possible, uh, like selling of himself as a yes. worker as possible, and that's what everybody says everybody to do. That's yeah. that's that's like yes. a classic, <laughs> like classic example of how yeah. how you should you know sell yourself and to give your points and everything and he's so sincere about it and then the guy just says no that he doesn't have any use for a thief and mm-hmm. you said very very nicely again the double faces of it that well that he has use for uh, stolen metal yeah so what's what is he then is he not better than a thief he's buying buying stolen things but yeah so yeah, but he doesn't hire a thief. So, but what yeah. makes him? You know, yeah, is he not a thief himself? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, interesting point is also this Rene Russo. 
Mm. Yeah, uh, we could say something about her because of her credits. It, 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 she, she deserves credits. Yeah, In the other really films cool. which I have ever seen from her, many mm. films I have seen, she's nothing special. I thought that she's not a good actor. Mm. But here she, she, she's in fact the wife of the director. And yeah, the, the yeah. director wrote the part. So he said that he wrote the part for her. And I didn't realize who she was in the whole film. Mm. That is Rene Russo. So she was really good. <laughs> she was really marvelous. What, what kind of movies she played in? Uh, those, uh, you know, in one of those... Um, what is this blue-eyed crazy person? This uh, Mel Gibson? Yeah, Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good, good so, uh, character. So in one film where they steal the child or something, and she's the wife, and just nothing. Oh, like, like ransom. Yeah, ransom. Yeah, uh, statue. She's like a statue, <laughs> a stupid statue. But <laughs> but here she's a real person, just like um, this. Um, Oh, 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 she's this, um, uh, the wife of uh, Nick Casavetes, mm. ah, who, who acted the film Gloria, after which the new Gloria is like, it's the salute for, for the old... Gina, Gina Rowlands. Ah. Gina Rowlands is a wonderful actress. She has never been bad. Never. She, she was Gloria so, in the original. In the original Gloria, but not the same story. Yeah, but 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 the new Gloria was a uh, was a homage to it or something. I understand. Yeah, yeah. The but new Gloria so was the homage for her, for her and the John Cassavetes. But this Rene Russo acted as good as Gina Rowlands, which is. Uh, Best level in the world, here. Mm. She was really good. She was so, really... So she's, she has uh, talent. Mm. And I'm very, very happy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I think it kind of like everything went together so well in that movie. That the dialogue worked really great and the, the, the characters supported each other really good. And, and Bill Paxton, we have to men mention. And Bill Paxton is always amazing. Yeah, he was the other one, media yeah. person who tried to give, in the end, take this Nightcrawler yeah. work, but he didn't want it. Yeah, he was great. I yeah, he was really good. And then um, there was something I want to... Yeah, I wanted to talk about Gone Girl, because Gone Girl has the idea of uh, media. Mm, it's yeah. all about media. And this is also all about media. Yeah. The moral un immorality of media. But who makes this media? We, people who want to see it and read. If nobody wants to see those news that way, mm. and so they won't be. Yeah. So we are, in fact, like we are innocent. We are so good. We are so good. And ho, ho, what we see, they kill people. They, oh my God, how horrible people they are. Mm. So we are the same because we want to see it. So I would never look myself at such uh, filth. Mm. Yeah, but who looks at that filth is the same. Yeah, and it's it's kind of self feeling like they, you don't want to look at all these horrible victims in the news, but you cannot stop looking at it, and you kind of 
um, yeah, you are kind of feeding the popularity of it, you know, people. It's, it's like the it. dogs on each other mm. or shakals or coyotes, which mm. we come into Nightcrawler a coyote himself, mm. who's a true coyote, mm. not just acting a coyote, a coyote of all the coyotes. He's the mother of all the coyotes. Mm. <laughs> so, so, so the media is ruling over people. Mm. And we do it because we want to hear it and see it. And this is Nightcrawler just makes a business out of it to live on. Yeah. So think about some other actor, how how could have spoiled the whole picture. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't have worked as great. Without. But he he took all the all the things in it, like the little bun on the head. Mm. You know, he had this hair with the bun on that. He took all the little things and he built up this character. He understood the character. Mm. It's I, I can only thank him. Yeah. Also, um, yeah, there's a reminding of uh, the movie Leon. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you mentioned about that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, and, and what was the connection? Who was this? Ah, the, Jean Reno. Yeah, Jean Reno. Jean Reno with the flower. Yeah. So he was dragging the flower, and that was the first film which Natalie Portman was mm. in As a Girl. Which I remember it very warmly. Mm. I liked that film very much because that person had also good points. He took care of the girl and the flower, and he had good parts. So. I, I kind of connect him with Nightcrawler. Yeah, that's a weird Even connection. Even Nightcrawler wouldn't have anybody. <laughs> yeah, they are and kind of the same. Dan Gilroy said in the interview that first he wrote to this uh, Leon Louis Bloom uh, dog. Mm. Yeah. He thought that he should have a dog, but then later he took it off and uh, decide because he can't have anybody living. He don't like anybody living, not yeah. animals or people. So he took the flower and he takes care of the flower. And it, in the end, it proved to be, has a part. It had a role in the film, this flower. And what kind because of role do you think? In the end, he needed an alibi. So the yeah. flower gave him an alibi. <laughs> yeah. He was watering the flower when he saw the man. <laughs> He purposely, purposely, he saw this uh, <laughs> crook coming with the car. The flower was a bit From the window, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, why would he be on the window? He can't himself go to the window ever. He never goes to the window to look at anything. Mm. Because he had to look at the television. He had the, beside the television in front of the window, he had the flower. So he wanted the flower and, and he yeah. looked out of the window in the same time and saw the alibi. And and he and he, and the police saw the flower and they they came to the house so they saw yeah. they have the image in the scene yeah. in their image. It's all all hundred so. <laughs> percent. Okay. He's much more intelligent than anybody of those police people, and they knew yeah. that he's lying and everything because they were also double faced. Mm. Police people, yeah. But all he's the only one who was not. <laughs> it's it's really has so this film. Is is uh, instigating to us uh, Leon mm. and this Joe, the film Joe, 
about the boy. Mm. You remember? And the Greek Odysseus and all these things. And the great subject of moral, morality, which we have from, from um, Scorsese. Mm. What it teaches us, that you have to take care of your children lovingly, with all your power, all your strength, your money, your intelligence, how important it is to take care of your children. Mm. So they have the something to stand on in the world and not not double-faced it's very tricky way mm. to grow up children it's a tricky thing you can tread you can tread in the wrong wrong yeah. places in uh, several points yeah mm. so that's what it teaches me in this night crawl I think why do you think he had a red car um, I, I noticed it now, like, watching the second time, I noticed that it was, um, when he was driving, uh, in the beginning, and he was looking at people on the street, he passed the car shop, and there was the red car, so he, he saw the red car in the beginning, and I think it, it, from, for that moment, I realized that I think it means for him the accessibility to the certain higher class status of you know that the career should take you on you know ah, because yeah, yeah. he i think he what you on in the theme of what you are saying is that he he never really got the good cards he never he has been able to uh create a secure financial structure for him or get a job or whatever you know to be kind of part of the society a paying to get education yeah like a tax paying citizen mm. like everybody else and i think the car when the, the how how it's kind of portrayed in the shop in the beginning it's that it's a expensive product that only people who have money can have and mm. you like when I pass a car shop, I see all these amazing cars, but I know that I don't have money to go and buy them. It's only for those who, and I, I really, it's it's a higher, another kind of level of you know, of of life and you know, person who can just who just goes and just gets fancy cars, you know. Yeah. That's a kind of class. That's true, I think, and. Th do you know what it reminds me of? Mm. This Louis Bloom with his red car. It reminds me in fairy tales the prince with the white horse. Really? Yeah. So the prince has a white horse, which is the most expensive and beautiful horse mm -hmm. ever, and he's the hero. So a man with the red car, mm -hmm. a sports car. Is a hero kind of a, in a modern world. It's mm. kind of an equal thing. That's it's kind it. of a dream, like a prince with the white horse, <laughs> the man with the red car, red sports car, Ferrari or something. You know, mm. it's a dream. And then another thing, final thing, what I think about this film mm. is that we all. Why do we feel so much with this Louis Blue? 
why do we like him so much and why do we pro- uh, all the time protect him like we are defending him all this mm. talk we are f- defending him because <laughs> this is the state we it's all it's a human state we are all in it mm. if we are in that position would we be able to do that he's a hero he could do that <laughs> to be to be so straightforward, no go on one line, mm. be not feeling, take the, to throw away your feelings of, and go in your way and succeed. It's kind of a dream for all of us. Yeah. I, and it's, it's hard to say it, but that's it. Yeah, and that's the, the whole double face of the film in the end is that those are all the virtues that we are looking Mm-hmm. Or in a in a good good man or good person, you know, like who the prince we, on the white horse. Yeah, like um, we we raise our children to to be successful in their careers, to mm. be able to 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 do exactly these things that Bloom is because Bloom all that he learned, all his skills, all that he how he the method of how he does it. All all he has learned from internet, and how other, in that sense, he's kind of a bad boy Bobby character. He's kind of the reflection of, of the society. Ah, yeah, he's also that. It's mm. uh, that film is reflecting to this also. It's like a. And then yeah. another thing is that uh, he don't. This nightcrawler doesn't expect from anybody a pity, kind of a, give me like the helper. His helper mm. want from pity that. You have to give me more money because of the feelings, you know, the feelings I'm this and that and feel for me, feel for me, feel for me, everybody feel for me. Mm. But he don't say feel for me. He does it himself. Mm. Yeah. We are all taught as children, like, to depend on other people's feelings. Mm. It's not okay. That's what I like in Nightcrawler. I don't do that. Mm. He's... And he, that's why he's able to, also, he would be able to give to others a lot. Because he don't wait from others to give him. He's he's able to give. But that would come later only for him. Yeah. After he has really survived. He's on the way. I think this talk has been strange, maybe. <laughs> people, <laughs> we should... We should have said in the beginning that, oh no, horrible person. Has <laughs> <laughs> done all this and it, that and so on and hoo hoo. Maybe, maybe it is a little bit alternative look at the film. But you it's, think it's, so? but but it's, that's it's, the only way to look at it. But, but it's our truth. It's, it's our truth. We are not double faced about it. I wrote in the end, I wrote about it um, that it, it's kind of a it's shivering film it gives me it gave me shivers this but, when i look at it, it shivers like in the way that who is right this bloom who is is uh, trying to live who is right or the normal double-faced people so it that's why it gives me shivers because you are on the point, kind of a point, to fall this way or that way. This mm-hmm. is a human story. Nothing to despise. 
Yeah. He let this helper die. <laughs> should, should we despise him? But luckily it's a movie. Uh, how, do, how many points did you give? Oh, now, uh, how, many, how many points did I give? Yeah. I gave, I recommend this film with all my heart, with feelings. Mm. With, uh, funny that with feelings, right? You shouldn't <laughs> I have feel... emotion. <laughs> <laughs> and I give it five points and five is my most. Wow. Most. Yeah, immediately I gave it. And I thought this man has to have Oscar, even better, uh, best actor in Cannes or oh, something. Well. Yeah, and Oscar is not so bad. And this helper of his, mm. Riz Ahmed, should mm. have got Oscar from side. And Rene Russo too. <laughs> and Bill Paxson. <laughs> and Dan Gilroy is, I, I compare him to, to really nowadays with uh, Woody Allen. I, I think I, um, if I remember, I gave it eight out of ten. Oh. Because. Why? It, because it didn't, as a movie, it didn't achieve. Um, it's yeah, ten out of ten for me is an experience that kind of really drags me out and puts you into a higher level when you. So see this Nightcrawler made to me that. Mm. So I gave him five to five. Because it really is, I, I, I don't understand why I should keep them in my bag, these stars. I give it <laughs> when I, I give it when I, when I have to give it. I think that's all for the Nightcrawler. For now. Yeah, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. See you next time. Yeah.